I can't believe you forgot the beer. How do you forget beer? I'm sorry. Well, here, I got it now. Okay. Well, we I, I, did, I didn't go for beer because I've, I've kind of quit drinking beer. But I do have Lead Slingers whiskey. And, yeah, we're good. I, I wish uh, Lead Slingers was available here in Colorado, or at least at my local liquor store, but it's not. Really? So. Not nowhere in Colorado's got it? Well, I don't. On the last I checked their website, they said they didn't, and my liquor store looked at me funny when I asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, everyone, welcome to a late night, last minute, hopefully awesome episode of the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I am the supreme overlord leader of MoGuns.com, Derek Campbell. I'm joined today by my f- photographic wizard, Nathan from Schultz Photography. <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> wizard, wow. Okay, I, I made the beard. Yes, the weird. The beard does get long, but I don't think it hits wizard standard just yet. No, you need to dye it first. It needs to be really white, but definitely more of a more of a wizard than me. Hey, if uh, well, I got. Get, I have an idea now. Then I, I might have to make a multi-cam cloak for Halloween and dye it for <laughs> Halloween. Yes. Oh my oh, gosh, I'm that'd gonna, be amazing. I might just have to I have a staff that has like <laughs> rails on the top. Oh, that's even better, man! Like one real, like the oh, we get the uh, the big uh, the mug. What's the uh, the battle mug? Have the battle mug. The battle mug. There you go, dude. I like that idea. I like that. That's awesome. Oh man! Need to make that happen. Oh, I think we will. What are you drinking this fine evening? Like I said, I'm just drinking uh, lead slingers and. Diet Pepsi. Uh, I, I, I do it straight a lot, but uh, I figured just uh, for this to be a long podcast, I, I figured I'd have the big gun going and uh, fill up the whole Yeti cup <laughs> and just uh, douse it. It's okay. Douse it's, it. Yeah, it's Pepsi, but it's probably about half full of lead slingers and the rest is. Uh, That's a full. lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But it's well, good. I've, I've had it once. It was available in Colorado. Good yeah, stuff. I bought the bottle Fourth uh, of July. Found another place that actually sells it, and I probably got one more drink left in it. <laughs> uh, well, next time I'm down in Texas, you have to let me know where you get yours. Well, yeah, to, there's a bring some home. There's about two or three places right by, pretty close to where I'm at, that all sells it. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Sometime eventually, I'm gonna make it down to Texas for some other stuff, and we're gonna get some pictures together. I want, yeah. I want my own sweet stepbrother style picture <laughs> that you did with uh, the Black Rifle Company guys. That was that was amazing. Yeah, that was um, that was just on a whim, really. Uh, we just decided to get together one day, went to the studio, and uh, we we're doing pictures for uh, uh, Huckleberry Beard Co. and a couple other things. I had to do some other assignments and then we decided hey why don't you guys bring some gear along but of course school rules we couldn't have the actual guns in the in the building <laughs> so we had some big ass swords and stuff like that and then matt had his kilt and you know the stuff like that so that's where we got the kilt photos came into and matt mm-hmm. and those read those they just went nuts with the swords and having fun in the that and then the biggest idea was when matt came around and basically was like hey what's the let's do this stepbrother idea i like i was like okay i, I get the idea so we pull up the picture we literally had the picture sitting right next to us as we're posing the guys and we just went with it and it's it's been that picture's blown up a lot a lot of guys have posted it and it's gone it's gone around ig yeah. a couple times and it's yeah it's it's got a lot of a lot of press i've had a couple people ask me to bring more of the kilt photos out and we have a couple other pictures that they did together uh that matt and Reed did together so i might i might drop some more out there at some point because it's just got a Try to stay up with the current stuff that I have going through, and then try to keep you know every once in a while bringing some old school stuff out. So it's it's uh it's it's probably gonna come around again. That's awesome, awesome. So how did you go? Um, how did you get to where you are now as being a very well known industry photographer? Well, the funny thing is, is uh, I've only really been doing this for three years. Uh, when most people hear that, that I've only been doing tactical photography or in the actual pro industry now, only for three years, people are like, what, how the heck did that happen? And my biggest thing is I spent 12 years in the Army uh, before that. I came in uh, June of 2001 uh, and into the infantry school. And I spent 12 years in. I was medically retired in 2013. 
I sat around for about three weeks going, what am I going to do with my life? I have no idea what I want to do. Uh, I, was, I was a bum. <laughs> I realized what I was for about three weeks after I got out. My wife said, why don't you grab your camera, hit the school, and start figuring out what you want to do. It's like, all right, no problem. So I went to school, local place here called Central Texas College, and they only had a couple, like two photography classes. So I was like, ah, whatever. I get some of my generals, generals out of the way. And then um, a friend of mine told me about Austin Community College, which is about an hour. We, we live in Colleen, which is right outside of Fort Hood, so we're about an hour away from Austin. And um, he said, check out their photo de uh, department and see what you, what you think. So uh, two semesters later, after a summer semester, I transferred down there. And it's actually, um, we have one of the best, if not the best, a best associate degree program in the country for photography. All the newest equipment, all the newest gear, studios. I mean, every one of our instructors has been photographing for 12 years or more. But in, in photography, they, they ask you, the you know, best way to, to describe a person that does photography is you want to find that niche, that thing that really sets you apart from everybody else. Like with you, yeah. it's your designing of your patches and stuff like that. So everybody has their niches, you know. Well, I didn't want to be a uh, uh, good at everything and a master at nothing. So I loved doing doing with guns and taking, you know, this badass photos. Uh, Jason Swarrow from Straight Eight Photography has actually been a big. He's a good friend of mine. He's been a big influence for me. Uh, that's where a lot of my uh, style has come from. Is his the dark and gritty and the you know just the the raw imagery. Um, that's just what I like to see because it, it shows more of a person, not the painted uh, Barbie girl look, I guess, <laughs> with models you see a lot of times. So yeah. I wanted a darker, grittier look. And uh, so that's where I decided to do that. And then uh, the race photography, that also kind of just dropped my, that just really fell on my lap. Uh, one of my instructors at school is, uh, is the head photographer at our local racetrack here at Circuit of the Americas. And the first day of class, he just says, I need three volunteers. I, I fine. I'll do. I'll volunteer. Do race photography. Never done it before. You know, I, I did a little bit when I was a kid. Where I learned first doing photography when I was eight years old. Uh, Thirty-five millimeter. I did some race photography when I was a kid. You know, doing motorcycles in Wisconsin with my dad. But um, never really. You know, never done it. Never <laughs> at all. So that first race weekend was uh, September of 2013, and I've been working at the track now for three years, and I've shot everything from World Endurance, Formula One, MotoGP. Uh, it's been it's been pretty insane. I've met some great people. I mean, heck, I've Patrick Dempsey, uh, I, Gerard Butler, uh, Mark Weber. He's a big Formula One race guy. I've met some really big name people being at that track and phot photographing around there. It's, it's been pretty cool. That's cool. I mean, you get to photograph pretty much the coolest toys on the planet. <laughs> Lots of really yeah. cool guns and extremely fast cars. Yeah, and that's the thing is like if it goes bang or it goes real fast, uh, I I enjoy it a lot. I people say like, well, you know, what kind of what type of what type of photography do you really do? And I say I I showed a little bit of everything, but I really call adrenaline photography is the best way to describe it because I've you know that is I've an done awesome motor, term. Yeah, I've done a motocross with with Red Bull. Um, I'm trying to get working with NOS, uh, energy drinks, and a couple other different companies. But I shot everything from. Uh, portrait session with my kids to almost a full-blown wedding i i'm not a wedding guy so kevin markland keeps trying to pull me in the pull me in and i'm like i keep fighting about it so <laughs> what if it was a wedding at a racetrack or a gun range i just i can't do that i i i, I can never do a wedding <laughs> because this is it's way too much little things you gotta oh it's just my biggest fear, or I, I, I mean, I've got lots of friends that are wedding photographers, but I just can't stand the uh, the cell phone that gets popped out because everything's I got a cell phone and I'm a photographer, and <laughs> yeah, trust you. And I've had friends get photos like destroyed because they're getting that that perfect shot of person ready to do the you know their first kiss, and all of a sudden here comes a cell phone or a, or grandma with the iPad just right up in front of their lens, and it's it happens all the time. So that's one of the things that's you know, one chance in wedding photography to get it right or you're screwed. People are like, well, what about race photography? You get one chance. I said, well, if you miss that shot, guess what? <laughs> They're coming back around again. <laughs> <laughs> and another left turn. Well, Coda is a, uh, certainly America is a road track. So at least there's not all left turns like NASCAR, but NASCAR does do road, road courses, so it's not bad. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So yeah. what was that recent shot, uh, shoot you did? I saw you posted some pictures of it just today on your Instagram. Oh, okay. The, uh, you talk about the rifle and the, um, the American defense yeah. marketing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, um, <laughs> a little doubtful about it. <laughs> um, I got picked up or, uh, two years ago at SHOT Show at the Brian Terry Foundation. I gave, uh, I had it in the auction. I had a full photo package that whoever, whoever bought it during the silent auction was able to have me come down, uh, do a full product shoot or, you know, whatever they wanted really to do a full photo shoot. Well, the guys at Noel Attack uh, in New Orleans uh, bought it and we finally got a label linked together. There's actually, uh, it was multiple different shoots we did down there. We were, I was on there for about four days. Um, that was just one of them was the uh, ADM rifle or the American Defense uh, Manufacturing. That was uh, a really nice rifle. Uh, um, the ammunition controls on it are amazing. They're doing some more stuff. Uh, Null Attack is doing some stuff with them. So they they have one of the, the up-to-date models. And it's got some shots of that. There's actually a lot more coming out. Uh, there's a new med pouch that they, that they were working on that's going to be get released here soon with... Um, uh, uh, God, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible. About, I'm not remembering who, who it's with. But it's a, it's a new pouch coming. Uh, med pouch is coming out. And then we just did some other product shots. We did some cool nighttime long exposure shots with the uh, New Orleans in the background up on a levee. So there's some stuff just going to slowly start trickling out. Um, if you saw during uh, 4th of July weekend when ADM actually had two pictures up, one of a, uh, a guy in multicam holding rifles during their uh, sale that they had for fourth, their 4th of July weekend sale. I don't know if you saw that or not on Instagram. And I Facebook. did, yeah. Yeah. That, that shot was mine. That was one of the ads that we did when I was down there. And then the, also the other one was the police one that we did where the guys in the full police uh, raid gear and then holding holding one of the ADM rifles. That's those two quick little uh, advertisements that we did when we were down there. So it's um, it was it was flowing a lot. Like I said, it was long days sitting behind a computer screen uh, editing photos. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of crazy shit's been happening in the world recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, heck, I, I haven't really got a chance to uh, look about Turkey right now, but also with uh, the whole. Last I saw, I don't, I don't know how it will change by the time this gets uploaded. But last I saw is a few minutes ago, their so-called coup failed. And it just kind of fell on its face. Because so. I heard, because the last one, I, uh, the last one I read too was um, half the military was for it, half of it wasn't for it. So yeah, kind of like it's a mess. Yeah, well, but does of course, Turkey no. have nukes? Not that I know of. Um, oh, okay. I think the only, yeah, the only powers that we got, I mean, you've got us, China, France, uh, Pakistan, India, and, uh, well, maybe North Korea, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have really, really big knows. bottle rockets. <laughs> oh, it's a prank. Oh, no. <laughs> Why you busting my balls, Hans? Why you busting my balls? So lonely. So I, I watched I watched Team America the other day. Yeah, I was just watching Team America. Today. So it's like every time North Korea comes out, I just gotta pull up the old Kim Jong Il. It's like, oh, so lonely. Oh, <laughs> uh, Gloria Schroeder. Oh. We'll insert Team America music here in the final cut. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's classic. We need, uh, they need to make another one. Just well, and, uh, actually, a same thing updated version with everything well, I else. Them, uh, same. I'm actually, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at, I'm probably not the best news agency to look at, but Facebook, but see what's coming up, but Turkish. But um, they actually said that, uh, I remember behind the scenes on that movie is uh, they would never make another one of those again because of how much pain in the ass it was. But they said that they really? would never make marionette movie like that because this is how much pain in the ass it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, half, half the time, I don't know how, how many times or how many takes it took to film some of those scenes without the guys with the puppets just laughing. It's Yeah, well, that and of course, well, when you have a marionette sex scene get into the top ten <laughs> best sex scenes ever filmed, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. mean, you just don't see that on TV. We're going there. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're going that direction. It's our deck. Can I tell that? It's going to be, we're going to be all over the place, like just going 20 million different directions. And knowing the wrangle of us back tonight, it's going to be crazy. 
that is awesome. So I have, uh, I recently got Photoshop on my phone. Does that mean I'm a professional photographer now? Whoa, 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 so whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold it, hold it, buddy. So you updated Instagram then, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah, that's it. He updated Instagram. Was getting, getting I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much a professional photographer. I yeah. I know all the filters. Yeah, you know the funny thing so is. Do you I, ever? I, no, no. I I have never put a filter on one of my images. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, I've I've been asked multiple times which filters I'm using, and I'm like I can't. I, it's one of those things that, um. I physically can't use a filter. The only time I would probably would ever, ever use a filter uh, is like one of the black and white filters. So there's a couple, there's like three different black and white ones that, that are on Instagram that actually, it's just the way that it looks. It's something that I'm trying to figure out how I can replicate it in Lightroom or Photoshop. Um, it's just because it's just the way that they, it hits with the blacks and it hits with the whites. It's, just, it's really weird how they do it. I wish I could pull up a photo and show it to you guys live right now, but it's so hard to do that. But it's it's pretty cool yeah. uh, the, the way that they got their black and white filters down. Uh, those are the only things that are like anything good <laughs> on there. Now, now if I put it in there, I might like because the difference between you know looking at a you know I've got a 27 inch iMac right behind me that I use, sure. and I'm also you know and then I'm also sitting on a 15 inch uh, MacBook Pro right now. That's where I do my editing stuff. That's where I do all my editing on. And sometimes if I'm at school, we have 34-inch um, 4K screens. So it depends on what I'm working on. Sometimes you can get, you know, better quality of what your images are going to look like. But when you go from a 15-inch, 27-inch, 32-inch, 34-inch screen to a little 7-inch, you know, 6-inch, 7-inch phone, you lose mm – -hmm all that quality because it gets compressed so much. And then of course, if the, if the full image is on there, cause you know, you gotta shrink them and make them larger depending on how it is. So I might go in there and use a little bit of like the sharpening just to bring out the details that are lost from the transferring of going from the massive files. Cause when my files come out, they're pretty big unless I compress them. And then when you compress them, you lose a little bit of your sharpness and a little bit of your detail. So I'll go in a little bit and use like the, um, the highlights, but I, the filters, I don't touch the filters. It's literally like, boop, right past them. And I go in and actually will adjust the contrast and stuff like that. That's just the, the only thing that is to do is to bring it back to what my original image was before they compress it. And I really hate Photoshop or not Photoshop, but uh, Facebook because their compression files, their compression system that they use for Photoshop is, or for, for Photoshop, God, Facebook, <laughs> for Facebook is horrible. It'll take, I've seen some images that are just immaculate go on there and just be like complete junk. It happens so bad. Yep. So do you yeah. use mostly uh, Photoshop or Lightroom? I'm actually a, uh, I hate Photoshop. Actually, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, um, Photoshop was developed for everyone to use. Everything from a graphics designer to mom and pop making a kitchen or cookbook. I mean, it's literally for anybody and everything. They use it for medical field, for digital marketing. I mean, everybody can use it. That's why there are so many tools and so much stuff you can do. Then uh, photographers, they got together a couple years ago and were like, we need something different where it's not so much to make this want to work on imagery. So that's when Lightroom came around. And Lightroom was developed for photographers by photographers. So they took the aspects of Photoshop that people like to use and made it in the one area. And the cool thing about Lightroom also, it's what we call a, a, catalog, a catalog organization where you're able to actually fit everything in their own files and actually categorize your entire system or all your imagery so you can find them easier. I mean, the new one now has facial recognition where you can basically just have a file of like your face. I, so I can just type in your name and boom, it'll pop up every image that I've had that, has, that you're in. So it does that, wow. it's really easy. But I mean, I use Photoshop every now and then. Um, I do not add stuff to my images that I've had people say. I've had people ask me, like, if you see some of my, um, some of the pictures I've had where the, you can actually, the flames are coming on the, on the barrel and everything. I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. the big one. Yeah. yeah. I've had people ask me, have I added that? And um, no, I, I don't add image. I don't add stuff to the image uh, if, unless I need to. I've done a couple what we call uh, composites where I've changed the backgrounds 
and you know, like had a person like um, man, our uh, the Watchman uh, image that I did that actually won a contest uh, last year, and then the one I that's the same one I sold at uh, that we auctioned off at the Brian Terry Foundation. That one um, actually has Matt from Texas uh, from Texas Black Rifles uh, in his full kit on the rooftop of a range here in Texas. And the background is completely black. Well, we I took a skyline picture of New York City and superimposed them. Uh, so it looks like he's in New York City. And I've had people ask me, we're in New York. You guys did this picture. And, well, it's not actually New York. We're in Texas, but we put New York in the background. And, of course, he's holding the most see, illegal. See, you're, you're a photographer wizard. <laughs> but that's that's the only time I would ever use Photoshop is to, like, change a background. Or I go in and, like, I'll remove stuff if I have to, like, if you got fuzz on their shirt or for females if they want wrinkles removed and stuff like that i'll go in and remove stuff but i don't i don't like going in and doing a massive amounts of editing in lightroom and photoshop because you can go too far and i've seen people go too far in editing where it's it looks really bad <laughs> and i've seen and there's a lot of guys that that's all they use they'll only use photoshop for all their editing software and it works i mean their stuff looks amazing it looks good but there's sometimes where you can just go too far and I, I just don't I, – I'm an in-camera person. That's what we call in-camera. If I can get the shot in the camera the first time, I'll do, what, I'll do that if I can. I got real, real explosions, real – yeah, I'm one of those guys that I don't mind laying down and having someone shoot over top of me. It's probably not the most safest well, – what's not the most best idea to t take photos, but – not the most real, bestest. Yeah, <laughs> I guess is the best way. But, I mean, I've been in real two-way ranges, so I don't mind – having a barrel go over my shoulder. Uh, and we're and anytime I do anything with guns, um, we're 100% safe. We clear all the weapons. I mean, if, if we're doing anything where we're not going to be actually shooting rounds or shooting blanks, everything is clear. No ammo is around. Three people like me and three other people will inspect every single weapon before they're even handled. You know, every mag is checked. Uh, if it's a person that's never, I've dealt with some models before that have never handled a weapon whatsoever. I'll go through a full handling training class. Yeah, it's, it, trust me. So you go get the old, make sure the old booger hooker isn't on the bang switch that most people this see sometimes. This is my safety. Yeah, this is my, <laughs> trust me, I've seen so many people that you hand them a gun, that's the first thing, whoop, right in there. And it's like, <laughs> all right, dude. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a different photo shoot then with that. So. Is it loaded? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I've had, I've had, I've come close a couple of those. And I'm like, okay, dude, we need somebody else, please. Uh, yeah, it's been. <laughs> Uh, so say, segueing with that, without mentioning any names or anything like that, what are some of your more interesting experience dealing with models and such for for pictures? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I've had the ones that they think they know both sides of the camera. They know how to be in front of the camera, and they know how to be behind the camera. And they want to see every one of your images in the back. And then when they don't like what they see... <laughs> They they're like, well, why'd you do it like that? And they're like, because this is how I this is how I photograph. This is how I do my stuff. And they're all because I shoot I shoot darker. Most people when they shoot their images, it's spot on the color. I mean, I shoot a couple uh, steps darker because I like to bring. I like to I, do the same. Yeah, it's easier to bring from dark to light than it is from light to dark because if it's white, you're not going to bring any detail back or anything. If it's somewhat black, you can bring some of that detail back out. So I, I did a photo shoot with a girl, and um, it was a darker look that we did. And she was all like, why am I looking like this? And I'm like, because that's the idea. <laughs> and then you, get the one, then, you get, then you get the models that, oh, I want every image when we're done. And you're like, no, I don't, sorry, I don't work Can like you that. send me the unedited pictures yes, for me to do yes. it myself? Yes, yes. I love that one. Can you send me the unedited pictures? And you're like, really? then why'd you have me do the photo shoot if you don't want, because you hired me because of my style. So then why don't you want my style? I, that's, that's, one of my, that's my favorite one. They're like, oh, can we get the raw images? And you're like, what? Well, do you get the, uh, do you get the same awesome offers that us graphic designers get that uh, we won't pay you, but it'll be great exposure oh, if, if yes. you do this for us? Yes, the old exposure. The, I love <laughs> that one, the exposure dollars. I, you I, can I, die for real easy. I, I am. I, I'm gonna get a shirt made at some point. I will have it made. That's gonna say, uh, "I am rich in in uh, exposure dollars." 
this guy have, have, have a photographer like this way down with all these cameras just, just showing exposure just flopping you know making it rain with exposure dollars you know <laughs> Just, yeah. uh, you don't need any money. You just oh, yeah. we'll we'll tag you on our post, and that's good enough. Or, yeah, or then then you go and look at their their posting, and they're like half to like a quarter of what you are, and you're like, really? I mean, I'm not like you know what seventeen, eighteen k, whatever you are up to. What are you at? Are you at hundred k yet, or what? Where are you at? I'm almost at thirty on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm not even I'm not even gonna say mine then. Because we've been talking about doing pictures for you, and it's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't even post them on my page then, because it's gonna feel wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're I almost have, at thirty-two. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have one number before a comma. That's all I got. That's all I gotta say. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah, I'm not double-digit K's yet or anything. No, I, I know that. No. It's and I've, I've almost two thousand posts. Getting to that point, I have friends that have like five hundred <laughs> posts. And they're at eighty thousand. Like what? What? Why? Really? I've seen How? people at a hundred. I've seen people at a hundred and some that are like at sixty k. I just you you hate those people. If you're listening, oh. we hate you. <laughs> Every gun bunny <laughs> that I see. <laughs> if I had boobs, I'd have more followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. I look like Grizzly, Grizzly Adams on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the memes on like I've seen floating around Facebook that are if people treated other products the way they treat like photographer graphic design. Uh, it's this lady yeah. at the grocery store with the steak mm -hmm. and it's like I bought a steak last time, so can I get this one for a discount? Yep. Or yep. if I tell all my friends about this steak, can I have it for free? So is so. I, I know you do the graphics design, you do the patches. So it's you're getting the same thing that I'm. You're hearing the. I'm hearing the exact same stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Oh man. Dang. <laughs> that's, that's the worst one. Right. Mine's, mine's less work than yours because I don't have to leave my room or put pants on to actually do any of the work. It's just all on my laptop. That's, that's that's later on for me. I can sit in the I can sit in the nude and edit photos, but it might be a little creepy something. <laughs> If I'm doing female ones, it's kind of creepy. If, if you ever I'm, hire Nathan, just remember he's always looking at pictures <laughs> of you naked later on. Well, I've done a couple. I, I, I did a couple of pinup pictures before, and I, I physically in the middle of photo shoot, I told us, you know, by the time this is done, I'm gonna know your skin better than you do. And she was like, "What?" I'm like, "You gotta think. I have to go That's in." It's really rapey. I, I, I know. I know. It sounds. It sounds bad. But you gotta think. I have to go in and expect you for a pinup. I have to remove every freckle, every every blemish, every yeah. you know wrinkle. I have to remove it all. So I'm literally, you know, everything's a one to one photo. I'm looking at you at like four to one. So it's like you know, pixel, <laughs> pixel yeah. level. I at it. It's it's pretty. Yeah, it gets a little, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know your skin really well. <laughs> it puts the lotion on or gets the hose again. <laughs> Come visit my garage and say, well, what's this pit for? Uh, nothing. <laughs> it's part of the artistic process. What can I hell I bring down on you? <laughs> uh, how many, uh, many pinups have you done? Because I remember you tagged me in that one several months ago with the uh, We the People patch in it. Uh, yeah. This one. Yep. Yep. Um, I haven't done a pinup in a while. Um, it's just kind of like, uh, it goes in spurts. So like I can be literally like a madman doing photo shoots like nonstop. And then sometimes it's just, it's like a grind that you just like, everything locks up and you get nothing. And it's, yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, how can I get more work? And it's so tough sometimes to sit there. And, and then it's just, of course, you know, my, I mean, my brain mentality of my PTSD and TBI. And it's just like, ah. I'm I'm a, I'm a perfectionist and it's it's hard because I can just be literally sit there and think of like 20 million ideas and there's like I'm doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and it's just, it sucks it sucks because it's like how many times can I take the same rifle and photograph it 200 times and you look at it and you're like fuck these are all the same exact same damn pictures all day long so it's yep same guns 
same gun, same angle, same everything. It's just like, ah, oh, that sucks. It sucks. So I, I try to find different new things. Uh, I'm always trying with a comp with most companies. Um, I try to be as cordial as I can. And it's usually, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like some of those guys that, that you see on Instagram that all they do is beg for free shit. I can't do that. Yes. I literally, I, I can't that, do that. that. Bug constantly. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like if you give me free shit, I will post it on Instagram and it'll get you done. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing is, um, I mean, yeah, we're doing the imagery right now and, uh, at some, I'm slowly getting more into video than a couple of those. I mean, you saw my Instagram page There's a couple of shorts. I did a couple for Trent Swift tactical. We did a couple of production stuff with them. So we're slowly getting more in that direction. Um, I know probably everybody does it. You know, if I talk to Dave and all the other guys, you know, I did more. <laughs> uh, I'd like to do some reviews at some point, but it's not just any normal review. Um, I mean, uh, I'm one of those guys that if, if somebody sends me a piece of gear to test, I'm going to ram it in the ground before I even give a full-on review of it. It's not going to be like, oh, let's go to the range and shoot 100 rounds and then do a review on it. And you're like, no. I do a minimum 2,000 rounds before we even – I mean, I've got a rifle. I mean, I probably got the best swag grab ever. And you were there when I got it, too, at SHOT Show this last year. You know what you know the uh, Aero Precision booth? Yeah, with, uh, from Ballistic Advantage. I literally yeah. got the best swag grab ever. Who can sit there and walk on a SHOT Show with a brand-new rifle when a company just goes, here – that's and what everyone that's thinks is going to happen their first year going to shock show. He's going to be naked women and alcohol everywhere and all these guns and explosions. And, and there's just... a lot of guys in 5'11s and khakis. And it's just like, oh. And beards. Lots of beards. I'm in the minority at shock show <laughs> with, with a bald face. Trust me. Um, I'll have to send you a picture sometime to see me without it. I look like a 12-year-old child. And the main <laughs> reason why I have the beard, the only reason why I have the beard is because I had to shave every day for 12 years. The only time I didn't shave when I was in the military was when I was deployed overseas on working long-range surveillance and stuff like that. It was the only time I really didn't shave. But I just I, – I, I got sick. I was sick of having a razor, sick of – this is what we were as men, as my buddy, as uh, the man spot would say. You know, we're mm -hmm. men. That's how we're supposed to be. So, uh, yeah, that's – I just – it's one of those things that I – I pride myself. Um, I might cut it one or two more times before shot show next year, but I'm trying to. Th I'm thinking about going. Just let it go, like from November on. Just Maybe let it go. November. Full let on go. duck commander. Pretty pretty much. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you you saw that shot show uh, how, how long it was, and I had to take two and a half inches off of that. So I might just see how long I can I can get it going this year, and uh, see if I can outdo myself. <laughs> My my entire family is facially follically challenged. I haven't shaved in several days, and it's <laughs> it's just not there. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I just have to live with it. I might get a fake beard and just glue it on, or yeah. see if they can just transplant yeah. yeah. from elsewhere. All right, his face may be clean, but I bet you his back is like a yeti. <laughs> We're not going into that. Better's ass. His ass is like a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're going crazy tonight. Good, good. Boring podcasts are boring. That's not what. That's not what we want. But it sucks that we're the only two guys. I mean, we're too long here. Where's everybody else at? Uh, that's that's the issue when your entire cast consists of small business owners. Is <sighs> everyone has important crap to do? Or some they're excuse all, like they're that. all Friday night. You know, they're all drinking. Everyone said they were out yes. drinking. I uh, know, and they could be drinking here. But... Yeah, hello. <laughs> They're lost. <laughs> so, so you mentioned uh, growing your beard out on deployments. What did you do in the army? Um, I spent. If uh, you don't mind. Most, yeah, I spent most of my career as infantry. Uh, bounced around from the line units. Uh, did a little bit with uh, some special forces units. Did some stuff with some ranger units. Uh, Canadian special forces. SAS, both Australia and um, English, or England, um, and then I, uh, I got, I got messed up in uh, 2003, 2004. I got uh, blown up, shot, big, 
bunch of stuff happened. So I uh, switched over to aviation and worked on uh, Chinook helicopters for about three years. Flew with those guys. I uh, went to, uh, to Katrina after Katrina hit in Louisiana. Uh, dropped the sandbags off in the levees. Uh, the Rita went to uh, Pakistan after the earthquake hit in 2005. Spent some time and that was kind of crazy being in Pakistan in 2005. And then uh, did during the major surge in 2006, 2007, uh, worked as a Chinook crew chief. And as I was a Chinook crew chief also, I worked with the, um, uh, they put me down as the colonel's driver for a while. So I had the, I flew around with him and Blackhawks a lot because I was one of the only infantry guys, well, fire infantry um, in the unit. And they, the, the colonel knew I knew how to work a weapon, how to, how to handle myself if something happened. So he's like, I want you as my driver. I flew with him and then uh, went back to the infantry, uh, worked in uh, military intelligence, which is an oxymoron in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked with the uh, uh, Lurch unit here in uh, Texas. Uh, I was uh, I worked in the brigade headquarters and then just uh, then I got medically retired back in uh, 2013. And then that's where the photography picked up after that. That's awesome. And now you're here with the beard. Yeah, here with the beard. I actually, uh, yeah, I got out. Uh, I, my last day was like December 7th, uh, 2012. I stopped shaving like three or four days before then. And then that was it. It was, it was just done. Uh, I, I did shave it all. I had a goatee for the longest time. A little short, just, just the plain goatee. Um, and then for a while, I was just like, screw it. The whole thing is growing in. So I started growing the whole thing. And then uh, I came home. I think I, I, think I came back from uh, Boston. The uh, first time I had to go to Boston with my oldest son. Came back and uh, shaved it all off to kind of prove to my wife. I said, I look horrible without it. <laughs> so I, I, and was that the last time you shaved it all? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She had started, started fresh, started all over again. Because it was uh, the goatee area. Uh, grew in faster than the sides did because of just having this for the longest time. So I just shaved it all off, start from start fresh, blue ball girl at one time. And then, uh, it, yeah, it was pretty funny. I came out of the bathroom after I shaved everything. My daughter looks up at me and goes, no, dad, no, that's not, no. She, she's like, no, dad, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny, but yeah, it's been, uh, like I said, it's been in varying lengths. I get a lot of, uh, People ask me how long I've been growing that, and it's, I've said off and on for three years now, and it's just been varying lengths. And I've had very many people, especially you know, I said at Shot Show and other places that have seen it, and they've been envious of the beard. So, <laughs> do you ever use beard oils or anything like that? Yeah, um, I'm actually in between right now. I haven't I haven't been using any in the last uh, uh, about a month or two now. I haven't been using any, um, but my primary I went from. Uh, Huckleberry Beard Co. He's a former Marine out of uh, South Carolina. That his that he started his beard oil, and then I was using his. Uh, I used Rogue American Apparel for a while with Wes. Uh, pretty good stuff. And then I used a local uh, local Texas company that uh, was making some. Of course, you know, like I said, I'm about an hour away from Austin, so it's hippie, you know, hipster universe down there. So you can probably hit, yeah, you can hit any, any barber shop, any corner places, you can be selling some type of beard oil at some point. Uh, I'm, right in, now, I'm in Colorado. I, I know hipsters. <laughs> yeah, come to Austin, dude, and you feel home. The only thing you'd be missing is the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's hotter with more bugs. Yeah, just don't come during the summer months. Yeah, like from about, oh, God, probably about, November till depending on how it is. Sometimes we have a pretty good summer or winter. Sometimes it's horrible. We've, you know, we, we have gotten snow down here before and ice. So it's a little bit different, but it, it's happened. It's like the last <laughs> several elections, it always flares up that Texas is going to secede from the union. And has there been, has there been a bunch of that again this year, especially yeah. with the third Hillary? Oh, extremely, extremely. It's, um, it's really weird because, um, you know, Texas primarily is a Republican state, which is, it's been since, oh, God, about 80-something when Bush became. Before that, Texas actually was actually a Democrat state for the longest time, and then it became Republican. Um, so we get tons of bumper stickers saying, you know, make Texas blue, make Texas blue. And um, you can tell – uh, especially during the last, the very big last elections, 
you can tell uh, when they show the map of all the counties and then they show like what's blue, what's red. You can see where the Democrats are at. You can see where the Republicans are at because Austin's all blue, the border's all blue. Mm -hmm. And then like Houston, some parts of Houston, some parts of you know, San Antonio and Dallas is blue. Everything else is red. So you're like, ah, okay, yeah. You can tell the same, same here. We have Boulder and Denver and Colorado yep. Springs are blue. Everything else is red. Yep. And it's it's um in the some of the bigger cities, uh, in Austin. I, I said uh, Austin's basically the best one for me to describe because I'm down there. I'm in Austin a lot for school and other other things. Um, I don't get a chance to get to Dallas as much as I want and Houston as much as I want. Uh, it's just busy and work and school and everything like that. But um. You get some of the, some of the outer um, counties, the smaller counties. You get a lot of the older guys saying, "We just need to get out of here, do our own thing, be our own state again, or be our own country again." So it's uh, it's you hear the rabble um, on the outskirts. Of, there's a lot of people that want to do it. Um, I think at some point it'd be, I mean, who knows if we ever did it or not. It, it, I, um, I think the biggest thing is because was you know Texas has one of the largest military populations around and it'd be like you know what would happen there that's that's a lot of people have asked that like, what would happen you know if we became seceded what would happen with the military you know would they stay or would they go I'm like well it's a federal government so they'd have to leave but and there's so many guys i know that'd be like i'm staying i'm staying here in texas i ain't going I mean, that's what happened to us when i got retired I, you know we stayed here in texas we weren't going back to wisconsin because of just you know too cold up there too much snow and then, of course, state tax you know, outdoes you. Almost, you know, Texas has got the no state tax. Wisconsin had the third highest in the country. So, like, yeah, we're staying down here. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I hope you guys don't, because that means I'd have to come down there and join it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happens, I don't want to be in Colorado anymore. Yeah, but I mean, we're. I think there's two other states that can do it too, besides Texas. Actually, in their but like. Everybody thinks of Texas because, you know, we had so many, you know, we had six other, you know, besides the United States, we had six other flags that flew over Texas. You know, you had Mexico, you had Spain, you had, and then the Republic of Texas, you had the Confederacy, you had the United States itself. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's in there. The, the, the will of being our own people uh, is in everybody, especially in the original Texans. But uh, I don't know. It, it'd be kind of crazy to see if we actually did it or not. Um, don't know. Well, it'd be, like I said, it'd be weird to see. There'd be lots of stuff to take pictures of if it did happen. <laughs> You're talking about gun in one hand, camera in the other. <laughs> Whatever happens, don't stop filming. Well, I do that anyways. I get, hit the range. I got the cam. I'm, I'm like, I can never know. If I go to the range sometimes, it'd be like, okay, am I shooting the gun this time or am I shooting the camera this time? It's, it's so hard to go to a range. Can't, can't just you just do both? <laughs> It, it's been there. It, it's it's just not it's one of those things that like I've had multiple guys come. Yeah, man, come take up the class and do photographs and take the class at the same time. And I'm like, I can't do that because if I have the camera in my hand, I'm dedicated on being a photographer. If I have the gun in my hand, I'm dedicated on learning what I'm doing. So that's just it's one of those things that I'm, I if I do something, I I jump jump all the way into it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I've had that a similar conflict. I've been invited to come. And take pictures of shooting stuff like no, I just I just want to come and shoot. Pictures <laughs> aren't nearly as much fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it gets weird. Yeah, like you definitely want to sit there and blast as much round as you can, but then you want to blast as many as many frames as you can too. So it goes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you said you're gonna maybe start doing some review stuff. Maybe you start a YouTube channel. Um. Well. The YouTube channel is up. We, we do have it up. There's only like, I think, one or two things on it. What's um, the name of it for everyone listening at home? Schultz Photography. Sweet. It's basically the, it's, it's how you get to it. Um, I think I, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I can't remember if I have it as all one word or not. Um, you only the one page is up. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Yeah, with your stuff, uh, like I told you, that one, that last one you did was uh, pretty good. Uh, personally, I think it was a little long for being a trailer, but I told you my my reasons behind that one. Yeah, yeah I'm, 
I'm still learning it as I go. I have friends who make a full-time living off of YouTube, and it's exp I I um I respect them. It's exponentially harder than it is on pretty much any other social media site because like Instagram, it takes a few seconds to post up a picture or something like that and get a thousand likes, send people to the website, anything like that. But for like for just a 20 minute video, it takes hours and hours and hours of work behind it. Oh, yes, extremely, extremely. And I mean, it, it's such a crapshoot of what people will respond to and what people won't. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, heck, the little 30 second ones I did for Instagram was goofing off of the range of buddies and just, you know, throwing gun camera stuff together that's still you know 30 seconds will still take you like a good couple hours if you want to do it correctly yeah. and then you know when you're doing a full-on seven minute production video for an id bag and that takes you a full day and a half of filming mm -hmm. you know when you've got like seven or eight hours of film and then you have to combine all that to make it look good and you know have all the information that you want without going Without the babble and the, the long drawn sections, it can. I, mean, I think that one took us, oh, a good couple of weeks, a couple of weeks to finish that one, but it was a lot of like making sure everything was in there. And then uh, I don't know if you saw the one from Tread Swift that I did with the uh, R flag, hashtag R flag matters. That one was. I don't uh, remember that one. Yeah, I need, to, I need to put it up on my, on my uh, Instagram or on my, uh, my YouTube. There's three of them on there right now, there's three little small videos. It's Schultz Photography, two different words. But uh, if you go up there, you'll see it on there. Um, it's, by, it's my mug, my face. You can't miss the, can't miss the guy. It's when the beard was a lot smaller. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, when the beard was a lot smaller on that picture. But um, that, uh, I, I need to put some up there. Um, but we did a quick little Our Flag Matters uh, for Fourth of the oh, Memorial Day. And uh, we did a Memorial Day last year. And that one took, well, let's see, I got back. It took it, I just literally sit down all day Sunday to get it out because uh, my flight got delayed leaving Tampa. Um, so I had, to, I had to stop and I had to spend the night in uh, Dallas before jumping on the plane and come all the way back to Austin. They jumped in my car and drive back up to Colleen. So that one took a lot of a lot of sitting behind the computer going crap, 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 and try to get it out as fast as we could because we wanted it for Memorial Day. And it was just taking. It was a lot of work. That one was a that one was a, a it was a big pucker factor of making sure we get it done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot more complicated. And it's just, I mean, even the the pre production and then the filming and then the post production, it's just it's tedious. It's, mm -hmm. well, I'm sure you know from when you come home and you have an SD card with a thousand pictures on it. It's just tedious That's work it? going through everything. You shoot slowly. If, you, if you're coming um, back from a photo shoot and you only have a uh, have an SD card with a thousand images on it, that's slow. <laughs> then I, I need to I need to up my game then. Well, it, it depends too. Are you shooting raw or are you shooting JPEG? Raw. Oh, there you go. Good job. Good job. And you're, are you shooting uh like a are you shooting a 32 gig card or 16 gigs? Uh, 60. 60 gigs. Okay. Yeah. That'll that'll do a thousand. Um, on our race weekend race weekend uh that's three days of foot that's three days of photographing you know from the guy about an hour from the time apart from the track opens to about an hour after the track closes um i shoot on average between seven to eight thousand images in three days oh my god and yep. out of all those images how many will make it all the way through to the final editing and sending them to where where they need to go roughly um depending on what series it is it can rat go anywhere from the lowest I've ever done it was 150, and the highest I've ever done was 300. That's still only a few percent. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, the biggest thing, too, when you're shooting uh, races, it's um, mass quantity. It's just massive amounts because you're shooting so much stuff. Uh, there's so many different races going on um, that you have to get as much content that you can get to then sit there and, and literally pick through each one. But of course, when I when I shoot, I know where I I've like, because I we call it chimping. Basically, take a shot, look at the back. But so I'll get I'll get pre shots like that, and then when a car comes by, I'll get you know I'll blast you know full on thirty frames as a car's coming by, and in that thirty frames, I'll know you know it's just the last one. I can look at the first one, and the last one, and go okay, that whole string is crap, but I won't delete it because I could be like, well, maybe something in the middle 
I might have caught something at some point. The you know focus motor just caught it at some point. So um, I don't delete photos. <laughs> That's my hardest thing is I don't. I literally have terabytes of data of hard drives. I'm on my uh, third two terabyte hard drive right now. Wow. Just imagery. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you pretty much just broken your right arrow key on your computer then from just clicking through <laughs> everything well, for hours. My mouse right now, for some reason, uh, the magic mouse, I can't scroll. I can't scroll up and down at all. So I don't know what's going on with that See, one. That, but that's yeah. why Apple mice suck. And... <laughs> but then but that's the thing. Is I also use a, a Wacom tablet. Um, so I don't use the mouse as much. I use the Wacom tablet so I can actually draw and edit photos like that too. So there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of things you can basically you, you can you can there's no way of stopping from spending your money to be a photographer that's a very that's a, yeah. yeah it's so true it's, mm -hmm. there's always something else i need no, a bag i need a decent sling and i need a bigger battery pack <laughs> and i need a whole ear full of sd cards yeah and i need more lenses i need more cases for those lenses and i need a bigger <laughs> microphone I need a sock for that microphone. <laughs> and just... Yeah. And then you yeah. need the software, and then you just use up your computer, and you need more <sighs> more RAM and more hard drives and more externals. And more... I mean, it, it's very close to guns as well. You get the gun, yeah. and you need a few magazines, and you need just uh -huh. optic, and you need ammo, and you need more ammo, yeah. and then you need a better mouse. It just it goes, it goes on. <laughs> we, yeah, none of us are into cheap hobbies. At least I'm not into cars. I'm too poor to be into cars. Oh, I'm also that's, in the, that's the I'm in the trucks and motorcycles too. So, like the four <laughs> worst hobbies, dude. Four worst <laughs> hobbies: cameras, photography, guns, trucks, and motorcycles. And technology. Yeah, yeah, just technology. Period, dude. I mean, so you you just take your paycheck and then you just burn it instantly. <laughs> yeah, you, you sit there and you're like, okay. Which photo job can pay for this? Which photo job can pay for that? Am I buying ammo this month or no? Hmm. I'm still trying to figure out how I can. The last time I did, last time we did taxes, I'm trying to figure out how I can write off ammo on my taxes because I am a weapons <laughs> photographer. I'm trying to figure out how I can write off ammo. It's an expendable. Uh, I got yeah, it's an it, it's an expenditure. Can you just like file it under miscellaneous office supplies? I'm really thinking about doing that. I mean, I write off food. I write off, you know, if I'm 50, more than 50 miles away traveling for photography, I write off food, write off my gas. So I got to figure out a way to write off ammo and all my other stuff. Okay, I, I think I can do it. <laughs> You'd revolutionize the industry if you could somehow get away with coming up with a legitimate way to have ammo Matt, being expended. Matt Stigliano, uh, Kevin Marklin, any guys, any, any of my, my, my guys my photography crews, if you guys are listening to this, how can I write it off? <laughs> so or just know. any business expense, because yeah. I'd like to hear that yeah. too. End of the year, I have an extra thousand dollars lying around. Time to go get a few cans. It's an expenditure. <laughs> well, now with that whole, you know, not being able to use a trust or the whole trust thing, and I, mean, I haven't kept up with that either. But I don't, like, what is it now? You have to get, you have to get fingerprints done. You have to get passports, photos done now, even if you're using a trust. Really? So, you, do you still need a Clio signature? No, you don't need to clear. As far as I can remember, um, I know John Patton had their legal brief. Their very first legal brief was about the new. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the new stuff, the new trust stuff. Um, I don't think I still don't think you need the T close signature. You have to inform the T close that you're using the one or that you're doing it. But um, but I think they're requiring the fingerprints and passport photos now for the people on the trust. As far as I can remember, I say I'm not a lawyer, so don't quote me on that one. Um, this is what I think I remember what the, that they said on there. But John Patton, um, the Gun Collective. Um, yeah, the Gun Collective on Facebook or YouTube. Go watch it. Yep. Yeah. And Snapchat and all the other million social media things that are out there. I still don't yeah. get Snapchat. Like, I'm trying it and I kind of have a few people following me, but like from the business perspective, I don't, I don't get Snapchat yet. It's, I think, um, the main, I mean, it seems like it's Instagram, but it's worse. And that you don't see how many people follow you. The pictures go away. I mean, unless you're sexting each other, I just, <laughs> I just don't really like Snapchat. I think Snapchat is okay um, as us as like in the industry that we can use it that like the way that John's been using it and the man spot and a couple other guys have been using yeah. it, kind of showing that behind the scenes style. 
because, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I get the transition now on Instagram where I want to make sure that everything I put on Instagram is of my work. Cause I know some people like to see the behind the scenes stuff and the everyday life, but some people, they, they get annoyed because you jump around so much. So, you know, if you go to a page and you're like, okay, this is like a weapons photographer or a car photographer, you're going to go on this page, you're going to see his work. You don't want to see him eating a muffin going, oh, look at, you know, well, I just woke up. <laughs> Take a picture of your breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I hate those ones. Oh, and apply all the filters. Yeah. Filter, filter, just turn, filter, just filter. turn that lux up to max. All the contrast, <laughs> all the saturation. I, I really think that I, I might, I've had this idea of doing a whole series of nothing but taking a raw photo, just taking a crappy photo, just do, use my phone just to show how bad somebody can actually take a photo on Instagram and just crash it with as many filters and extra junk on there you can get. It's just going to be this blown out colorful mess. And you know, the funny thing is, and I'm actually, I think it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Those are going to probably, gonna, those crappy ass photos are going to get the most likes out of everything that I do. And it's going to be like, this is like, this is ridiculous. I can't yep. handle this. <laughs> Isn't that the best when, when you like take time and putting, you, you plan out the photo and you take the photo and you edit the photo yeah. and you post it. And then you just post like some selfie and it gets more, yeah. more likes and comments. Why? Or, or it's the best is you get some, uh, I'm not, I'm not dissing on the guys from like, um, uh, Guns Daily and you know Black Wolf and all those guys. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this on those guys, but some of these repost pages. Yeah, before I met them, yes, I would rag on the guys all day long. But as after I met them, they're good guys. But some of these repost pages that will burn photographers, try to take out their watermarks, you know, not give any credits like that, and got you know 200 some k likes, and they post a photo and they get like a couple thousand likes in a couple minutes. And I'm sitting there going, staring at my picture going, wow, 57 likes in 13 hours. This is great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's That's like some of those pages get, get big enough that you don't have to do anything. I mean, you could take a picture of your feet and they'd still get like 5,000 followers a day. It's, oh. it's not fair. Oh, so, oh, it's just, it's, oh, it hurts, man. Here, take that knife out of my back now. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. funny. Wish we, wish we have a call-in. Like, like, how can we do a call-in on this live broadcast? That's what we need. A call-in? Yeah, people can call in and ask open questions. Up line. Lines are open. Operators are standing by. Yeah. But, like, can you even see how many people are even watching us, or are we just two idiots on uh, Hangouts right now just going crazy? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the live podcast, there's not a lot happening right now. Um, oh. I didn't, I didn't ad advertise it a lot just because it was kind of last minute, but that's all right. iTunes is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll check it out later on the uh, uh, the edited version. Yes. Unless the computer crashes again like last time, right? <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I don't know if my, it was my computer or blab.im that crashed. I'm glad I'm glad I'm not using that anymore. Like, it sounded good on paper, and it was a new product when I tried it. Like, ooh, blab, it's cool. Live stream, four people at a time. It's, it, was, it was terrible. YouTube is oh, much yeah. better. That one, the one I lost power on. Remember that one? That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to get John back on for one because he was on for a podcast. We had a really good time. But that yep. was that was for the old format before it was the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. And it was just uh, some idiots hanging out, which it's still that. <laughs> but now we have a name for it and a logo. So it's much better. Yeah. That, when's the patch coming, dude? We all need the patch and the shirts. When, when is that coming? Yeah. The, shirt, the shirts are going to happen eventually. There you go. Definitely, I think, definitely. I think you need to be in the show like okay, like like the first time you get a patch, and like if you're on the show more than like three times, you get a shirt. <laughs> yes, so it's like a, it's a club. Exclusivity. Yeah, so in, the, in the back of it can say crew, you know. Like, crew. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love exclusive things. They make Yay. me feel good. <laughs> so what about you, man? Uh, when are you gonna drop some exclusive patches there on the old MOE? Uh, not a lot of exclusive. Well, yeah, there's one. I did an event patch this week. I did a, um, I sponsored local law enforcement, like kind of expo. It mm -hmm. was mainly sponsored by a body armor company, Angel Armor. And yeah. they demonstrated their body armor and like me and Benelli and Cannon 
and uh, HK and a few other local companies came out and all set up. Oh yeah, just... nice one. Got big names like mm -hmm. Benelli, Agro Close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool because I, I'm just hawking my pieces of rubber, and then there's a stack <laughs> of M2 thermal sites next to me. Like one of these so, things is not like the other. Do I need to send you like a box of my business cards to like drop off with people at HK and Benelli? <laughs> just throw it at them. Take yeah. it. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know what you've done to the people at the Canon booth since I know your feelings about Canon. Oh, man. Yeah, Canon. <laughs> it's, it's that, it's like Mac and PCs, dude. Same thing. It's the exact same thing. Nikons, Canons, yeah. Uh, I like my Canon. It works. But Canon is, is very simple to use. It's very simplified. It has nice, easy-to-use controls, much like iPhones do over other phones. Hence why every soccer mom in the country uses them. <laughs> I know yeah. some non-soccer moms that use them. <laughs> Just a few. The, the smart ones. <laughs> smart ones. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Well, dude, I think I think now is a good time to wrap it up. Well, since this is the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast, once a week we like to choose a gun, a piece of gear, or a beer of the week. Since Woo. this is your first time on, I think you should choose. What is our item of the week, Nathan? Ooh. Oh, let me see. You know what? I'm going to grab it. I got it right over here. I know they've probably been around for a million years. Everybody loves them. But I love these guys, too. Good old CMC triggers. Yes, I love CMC triggers. I need Can't to get on. one for this guy for my Mark 18. At my last yeah. class, this is just a soft mill spec trigger. It completely took a dump on me in the class. Like it, it wasn't resetting, and we we're specifically focusing on speed drills, and it made me extremely sad. So I'm gonna be well, getting a flatty on soon. Yeah, I mean this is a um, first met CMC. Oh, got a couple years ago. Uh, minimal out there. This is the uh, three and a half pound flat bow, mm -hmm. uh, single stage trigger. This is I, my favorite one. I, I love this trigger. It, it's, uh, it's my favorite trigger on the market. Mm -hmm. It's easy to install. It's simple. They're very reliable. Yep. Um, it's just, I don't know. There's, there's nothing wrong. I can't, some people have problems with them. Some people don't like them. It's, like I said, triggers are the same thing like anything else in the market, in the industry. People love them. People hate them. They're going to rag on between CMC, Timney, uh, Geisley. I mean, there's so many out there, but you find something that works for you and it doesn't go wrong, um, I'm going to stick with it. I haven't yep. had a CMC trigger bind up on me. I haven't yep. had anything happen with them. Um, I'm fast as hell on them. Um, there's one video, I don't know, if, um, I haven't got it up yet, um, but there's from different uh, perspective on some of my IG pages, if you look on there, um, I've almost done a sub three seconds dump on one of these things in 30 rounds. Yes. I can believe it. That's those crazy round. fast, uh, those crazy fast mag dumps that Jordan from Black Wolf would have done. I think yep. they've all been on CMC triggers. Yeah. That, um, the AK trigger is finally getting ready to drop. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the, uh, AK trigger is amazing. Um, I, I want, I want an AK with the bonfire stock in the yeah. Just throw my money away. Oh, I'm, let's see. Hang on. A bump, you said bump fire stock? Is that what you said? Yeah. Hang on. What's he going to pull uh, out of his ass? <laughs> you want to use? Yep. Oh, I got to find the block. The block is missing someplace. going to find one of those. I have not used this yet. Um, this was uh, somebody, I can't remember which company sent it to me. I don't think the actual company, someone else sent it to me. I just haven't messed with it, haven't done anything with it yet. Um, it's one of those cheeky things, I guess. It's pretty cool, but I can, do the, same, cool. I can do the same thing with one of these that I can do with that. So, yeah, but to that, it's definitely possible yeah. with, the, with, the, with the CMC triggers. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for coming on. I had a blast as always. You're always awesome. welcome to come on and hang out whenever we do this. All right, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and hanging out with us. I had a blast. Hopefully you did too. Uh, be sure to check out MoGuns.com for all of your obnoxiously patriotic uh, patches and apparel. And check out Schultz Photography on 
every imaginable social media platform yep. for some really on. awesome guns and car pictures. Yep, it's uh, at Schultz Photography underscore on IG. Uh, you can check out our website at Schultz-Photography.com. And you can also get to our uh, Facebook page at Schultz or uh, Facebook.com backslash Schultz Photography one. And uh, that's he's looking fun. to do as many weddings as possible. Hit him up. <laughs> weddings, bar mitzvahs, anything oh, exciting stop. like that. Stop it. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>